ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Uh, second segment of our special topics ECS podcast. We kicked off last time with what is the Christian school bubble? I'm joined here. Uh, this is Jesse Whitaker, by the way, Dean of Students, Eugene Christian School, and I'm joined here by our building administrator, Jared Malinchek. How are you, sir? Doing very well. Thank you. Good. Hey, I loved our conversation in uh, the first segment on our special topic of the Christian school bubble, and I'm excited to dig into our second segment. So let's spend a little bit more time drilling down on an idea that we raised in the last topic, spe- uh, specifically or particularly the idea about being salt and light. Mm. Let's talk a little bit about how characters formed. Let's talk about training versus trying. Mm. But first, before we do, let's just talk a little bit about you know, what you even think about this idea of being salt and light. Jesus calls us to be salt and light. How does that translate down to students at the within the Christian school bubble, since that's what we're talking about? Yeah, I, I think I've had the privilege of talking to families sometimes that are either A, considering admissions to Eugene Christian School, or B, uh, sort of your barbecue weekend activity where you're just talking to random kind of parents uh, or maybe folks or extension that you just don't know. And so the conversation does come up. Uh, it may not be entitled the Christian School Bubble, but the salt and light one sure comes up. And I would say, uh, you can go ahead and piggyback on this. I think what I'm hearing when I hear people use the phrase, I don't know if the Christian school is a great place for my child to be salt and light, or maybe it is, is something about their child being Jesus to the world. In other words, being a role model and example, being the hands and feet of Christ out in the community and primarily through the school. Mm-hmm. I think that's what people are, are getting at when they use phrases like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they are as well. And I'm sure it's well-intentioned. Yes, absolutely. Um, but what I hear where you're going with this is that there might be potentially a flaw in that logic. Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, we're sitting around the table talking about this in the podcast. I think it's a fascinating topic on a number of levels. And like with anything, uh, some stereotypes are true. And again, some cannot be true and to what extent. And so maybe our conversation can stir you know, to what degree or severity, if you will, this this issue is really even out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in particular, um, the we, we, let's talk about the age appropriateness yeah. of mm-hmm. that idea of being Jesus to peers, and and kind of you know what we expect from kids mm-hmm. in the area of being Jesus to their peers or being salt and light, both you know at the Christian school environment the bubble or or out of? What do you think about that? Yeah, of course, we know so much education a lot, at, especially at a young age, whether it's elementary, middle school, maybe starts getting phased out in the high school. A lot of educational decision-making is parent-driven, whether that's public, private, or homeschool, charter, you name it. And uh, when I think about age appropriateness, I think the question we have to ask as a community is for my child, you could say our children at large, but even just an individual family, What's an appropriate age for my child to develop a foundation for how they see the world and then also for how they are to interact with other people? And then the final thing would be how they respond to, I'll just say, the stuff of life mm-hmm. because there's always trials and, and things that happen in a day-to-day existence. And so age appropriateness, I, I would just uh, raise the question about the different environments that we choose for our children uh, what can they handle? What kind of personality do they have? And what kind of character do they have mm. at that age? Yeah, that's great. I love that you touched on character, and I want to I want to dig into that for a minute. Um, 
and churches do churches do great work at this and there's excellent children's ministry programs youth ministry programs but the reality of that situation is there's only so many hours that churches and youth groups can invest into students just for the time uh, we have a wonderful opportunity here to have an extended amount of time that we can pour into the lives of others but you mentioned how's care you know character mm-hmm. formation mm-hmm. so what do you think i mean how's character formed and how does the role of the christian school play into that yeah i would even uh, even just zooming out from the Christian school, I think character primarily, if we're talking about raising, and for ourselves as adults, but raising children that have high level of character, namely the character of Christ, mm-hmm. regardless of the environment, I think we have to A, understand that it is always a matter of a lot of different inputs. Character is not formed overnight. It's not formed in a two-day uh, camp in the summer. It's not formed in a 90-minute youth program on the weekend at a church or in the, in the weekday, that is. So and all of those things in and, of the, in and of themselves are good. Oh, they're all very good. Yeah. And I think they all contribute sure. to character. However, uh, one of my favorite authors, Dallas Willard, he commented that our beliefs and, by extension, our character are really formed over a long period of time, just like uh, with a cotton T-shirt, that is. Um, you, you pick up lint on your shirt with every single interaction you have. As you go around your life, your, your parents, clearly, you might have a lot of lint on your shirt because you interact with them all the time. They rub off on you. And then you go to school and some things rub off on you in your peer group. And you go to church and that rubs off on you. And then you participate in youth sports, perhaps, or you have music lessons and you have these instructors and coaches. And you put all of those parts together and then you combine that with the Word of God and His Spirit and all of those things, I think, over a long period of time, formed character. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. And in in a setting like ours, where we have six and a half hours a day mm-hmm. with a dedicated staff that are all kind of pouring into it from the same direction, uh, that's quite an opportunity. It is. Yeah. It really um, is. It's an opportunity to train mm. on character formation, right? In order to prepare for a proving ground, whether that's the world, whether that's our playground. You know, um, talk about the difference between the training ground and the proving ground. And in yeah. particular, um, I think going back to Dallas Willard, the idea of training versus trying mm. when it comes to character formation. Yeah, I, I know I, uh, as you asked that question, I look forward, I think in our third part of this podcast, we are going to maybe talk in details about how we, sometimes we stumble through it, but we as a school try to, to do these things. But just philosophically to get started, uh, let's say every parent, just take the basic case, wants to to develop a child that has strong Christ-like character. And I would say that's a great goal for all of us. Mm-hmm. I know for you and I as parents, that's a, that's a goal of ours. Great, so we're all kind of on the same, same page. Well, it's like anything else, uh, whether it's weight loss or if it's uh, trying to kick a, a habit or maybe improve upon a habit. The, the question comes down to, if I'm gonna enter into this process, sometimes we give it profession or lip service, and I would call that trying. So I might say to you today, I'm going to try not to eat pizza this next week. I'm really, I don't have a vision for it. I'm really not that convinced by it at all. In fact, if a family or somebody says, let's go get pizza, I'm all in and Mm -hmm. I will delete. My trying to not eat pizza is just simply not going to happen. Right. Now, if, uh, fast forwarding back to character, I think we do the same thing. Sometimes we provide a profession or we do some surface level things to to provide character uh, we see this a lot in certain school systems. They do a lot of one-time kind of assemblies or uh, bring in a, a guest speaker and kind of a rah-rah because mm-hmm. it can stir a, an experience. But training, the other T word here, training is always a intentional, thoughtful activity 
between a human or a group of people and God towards some sort of objective uh, at the end. And it's through a period of uh, intelligent effort <laughs> to go through a training process with a uh, preferred outcome of what I would like to be once I'm done. Yeah. So in the Christian school, and I look forward when you and I talk about this in part three about you know, basically what we're experimenting and, and trying out with best practice at our school, I would raise the question for any family, regardless of their situation and educational placement, are the things in place more trying when it comes to building character in our kids, or is it more of a training plan we have to produce the kind of Christ-like character that we want? Knowing, with a huge asterisk here, none of us can just you know put them through the machine and they're gonna come out this, you know, look at my child. Uh, there's always a training. But I think those are the, the two uh, platforms we have to see when it comes to the, we're talking about the transformation of a person. And there's very different ways to enter into that. Yeah. And I think one of the key words you said in there was training plan. Planning is huge. That I think that distinguishes a big difference between training and trying, having a plan. Amen. So um, the idea of wanting a child to be salt and light in the world, when people say that, mm-hmm. in particular in response to the Christian school bubble, sometimes I feel or I receive that as if they're saying that, the, that our Christian school is not the world. Mm. So what do you think about that idea that coming to Eugene Christian School is different than coming to the world to be salt and light? Meaning, can't a student come here and be salt and light? Yeah. Right in our building? Yeah, that's that's a fascinating question. There's so many layers, and you know, to keep the podcast under five hours today, there were so many layers to the question, though, because some of some of this worldview thinking about education is cultural, and some of it's you know, geography. Uh, the way we think about education in the Pacific Northwest is different from other parts of the United States and other parts of the world, too. Because when we when you use words like, um, uh, well, we could add to the list, uh, indoctrination, for example, and I, I used the word worldview a minute ago, mm-hmm. and then we add into that, uh, that conversation salt and light, the question then becomes when we're thinking about a Christian school, is that some sort of made up kind of, you know, educational environment. That's not really how the workplace is down the street. So the other way of looking at it is, say, the public school or the public square is a better predictor of what the workplace will be like when they transition out of their their school. Mm. And so I think the the argument goes there, as I've come to to learn about it and really think it through, is that the uh, Christian school while it might say it wants to produce students to be leaders and servants and have the character of Christ as they leave our doors, that it doesn't provide the kind of real-time cultural environment that challenges students, tests their faith perhaps, and so then they don't have any sort of uh, practical hands-on training, if you will. It's all theoretical and it just looks really nice, you know, on the surface. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. and. Um you know, they're influenced by uh, our staff. Oh, yeah. We're influenced, kids are influenced by their parents, by the churches, um, and, and all of that contributes, I think, to it. Let's wrap around to, you know, when you talked about um, in the workplace, mm-hmm. out in the workplace. Yeah. Um, some people say, you know, maybe um, in the Christian school bubble, you're not tied into reality. Mm-hmm. The R word. <laughs> the big R word. Yes. Let's talk about how reality whatever that means, you know, factors into this equation of the Christian school bubble. Yeah. Um, and being salt and light. Yeah. And I think, I think I'd think i answer the question first with it all starts with Jesus. And it's a good Sunday school answer. Because if Jesus really is who he is, 
and I know you and I would uh, you know give our lives for that. But if he is who he is, then reality is formed around the person of Christ. And then by extension of that, all of the other activities that we have for our life should be a result of following the most influential person in human history. Mm -hmm. So if he's providing reality, then I would argue, therefore, that uh, academic training, character training, how children should learn to serve should be done in the context of the most influential person in human history. Yeah. So reality then is described, and scripture of course says this, but just to, for argument's sake, then reality is defined in terms of Christ and his work. It's not defined through what you and I might think is quote unquote a normal experience, going to a normal school. So I think then reality, it gets stereotyped and talked about in cultural terms, but it, if it's around the person of Christ, then perhaps the Christian school is more quote unquote reality than mm -hmm. what we see on the workplace because uh, a Christian student goes through and has a hopefully mostly positive experiences that out of those beliefs that lint on the shirt and then they go out let's say and they run a business well they're gonna run into all different kinds of people with all different kinds of backgrounds Christian or otherwise but if they've been trained in the appropriate context to know how to deal with uh, the issues of the day and have the kind of character I don't see there being that big of a um, transition issue as people might think. In fact, mm -hmm. I would argue a lot of the the woe or the, wow, I wasn't really prepared for this, is probably more cultural experiences than we might think, different kinds of people, the way they uh, interact with you. Um, but that's true of any uh, social environment. You kind of are who you hang out with. Mm -hmm. And then uh, when you go into the workplace, you know, so the, the bottom line for me is I think the Christian student, if trained well, should be very influential, no matter if it's quote unquote secular, or a Christian organization they're a part of down the road. Yeah, I would agree. Man, that's good. Um, <clears throat> I think we uh, I think we did a pretty good job talking about um, that idea of being salt and light. Yeah. Um, do you have any final thoughts you want to wrap up on that? Yeah, no, I think it's such a fascinating conversation. And um, it's not to say that I think what you and I both want to say, it's there's no quote-unquote perfect environment that's, again, going to produce the ideal child whether it's school or work or otherwise. But we really do need to ask better questions, I think, about the goals of institutions and then the bigger picture about what are the outcomes for my kids. You want to talk reality. The reality is kids get one education, formal education, that is. They can go to college, get a PhD, and spend many years. But uh, this education prepares them for everything that comes down the road. Uh, the relationships, the way they're going to interact with one another is is very much formed. And all the research will tell you that if 40, 50 percent of human behavior is uh, habitual, um, a lot of those habits are formed as a young person. And uh, that's praise God for counseling, because sometimes we need years of counseling to un, uh, untangle uh, just years of bad thinking about ourselves, about God, or maybe about other people. Mm -hmm. So it's a great topic, and I'm looking forward to talking about kind of how we're trying to handle this at Eugene Christian School. Yeah, so if you are listening in to this podcast <clears throat> and you had a follow-up question, something that we talked about, stirred up some interest of yours, please reach out. In fact, we might even bring you in on part three to have you as a guest or address your question in writing. Send it in. We're happy to talk about that. Mr. Malinchek, it's been a pleasure chatting with you, and I look forward to picking up the conversation in part three where we talk about how we do it.